first, we are in regular touch uh, with these social media platforms, uh, and those uh, engagements typically happen through members of our senior staff, but also members of our COVID-19 team. Uh, given as Dr. Murth Murthy uh, conveyed, uh, this is a big issue of misinformation, specifically on the pandemic. Ah, uh, yes, that was then White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, who is now, of course, an NBC News anchor with her own hour show, never worked in journalism, straight from Democrat Party politics to an hour on television for NBC fake news. That was Jen Psaki in July of 2021, saying that um, senior staff at the White House are in regular touch with social media to tell them what will be allowed and what won't be allowed because Sig Heil minus Shotzi, of course, she does have uh, Colonel Klebb's hair, doesn't she, from the James Bond movie from Russia with love. wonder if she's got that spike in her shoe. Jen Psaki bragging in 2020 that White House senior staff are in regular touch, those are her words, with social media to crush free speech because they're not liberals, they're the left. And they don't believe in free speech. And I just played audio of Dr. Marty McCary from Johns Hopkins University talking about how they censored the Journal of the American Medical Association, a JAMA study on natural immunity, because they didn't want anybody talking about natural immunity. They didn't want that. And, uh, and Dr. Fauci and uh, Collins, who was the, uh, Francis Collins was the director of the National Institutes of Health and uh, they didn't want information getting out there that, of course, was all true. And it had to do with natural immunity and, and, and the, the positive medical effects and benefits of natural immunity. They didn't want any public discussion about that because they were forcibly imposing the vaccines on everyone. Did you see also it's uh, James O'Keefe again uh, surfaced some video of Mark Zuckerberg warning his executives on a Zoom call meeting with his executives that he was very concerned about the mRNA vaccines like the one that I took and uh, warning that we didn't know what the long-term effects might be of the mRNA vaccines. And he told his own executives that because uh, he wanted them to be well-informed and maybe consider not getting the mRNA vaccines. And uh, the video was secret until James O'Keefe got a hold of the video and posted it yesterday. And that is Mark Zuckerberg, <clears throat> who just yesterday launched a new social media platform that's supposed to uh, compete with Twitter because he's anti-free speech because he represents the left. And he's another. Now how they would complain about billionaires in politics and billionaire money. That's a lie. That's a big lie. That's one of their many lies. There are a great many of them, but that's one of them. And uh, they love billionaires as long as they funnel the money to the left, because the left, you know, it was Vladimir Lenin that said the capitalist will sell you the rope with which to hang them. And here we are. So we got that going for us. And he's anti-free speech. He'll do whatever the state tells him to do because that's what fascism is. Keep in mind that Benito Mussolini said fascism is a merger of state and corporate power. And do you see any mergers of state and corporate power in the United States of America these days? The Democrat Party and corporate power, the Democrat Party and the information oligarchs and Jack Dorsey at Twitter and the FBI and 
Mark Zuckerberg at Facebook and, and the FBI and the Democrat machine, the permanent bureaucracy, the deep state, because it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And I played Marty McCary, Dr. Marty McCary, who's a great, you know, you shouldn't have to be brave to tell the truth in the United States of America, but unfortunately you do. But Marty McCurry explained that uh, during the Wuhan Red Death, it was Dr. Fauci and Dr. Francis Collins at NIH um, and the White House senior staff there that, that uh, quashed discussion, all discussion of natural immunity. Um, there was a debate. They wanted a debate. Uh, Dr. Marty McCurry did debate about whether you should get booster shots after you're vaccinated. What about after you've already been infected with the Wuhan Red Death? They wanted to trample any discussion of uh, of the uh, Wuhan Institute of Virology. Remember, everybody's a racist if you said, gosh, uh, it's called the Wuhan Red Death. Maybe it came from the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which is in Wuhan, China, which is where the first case of the Wuhan Red Death was detected, and then a whole bunch of other cases of the Wuhan Red Death. You remember, they tried to blame the middle-class people for their wet market and and their wet market for the emergence of the Wuhan Red Death. But, uh, mm, 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 mm. yep. Actually, let's play soundbite number 13 once more, just to, because Dr. Marty McCary deserves a lot of credit. He was speaking up the whole time, but his speech was being stifled the whole time as well. The irony is that um, it ended up being clearly from a lab, and it's not the government's job to be a publicist for the government. It's the job for, of the government to do their job. Well, yeah, that's uh, theoretically true. They saw their job at that moment in time as crushing free speech. And, and then, of course, the Wuhan Institute of Virology, how obvious was that all along? Um, there were all the reports about how their security level was not really level four, which is what you want for bio agents like the ones they were playing with. And, of course, Fauci money went to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, and, and there was a big song and dance about that that went on and on. And if you talked about it, your free speech rights were being trampled. And then, as Dr. Marty McCary said this morning at 5 a.m. on the Fox News Channel, uh, in the end, we discovered, yes, it, uh, the point of origin is the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And there are questions, as Mark Zuckerberg said in his video to his executives, about the mRNA vaccines. And there are ongoing questions about the boosters and whether you should be taking them, and questions about vaccines for children, questions about natural immunity, questions as to whether you should get the vaccine if you've already been infected with the virus or whether the virus acts as a natural vaccine. Uh, and if you wanted to discuss any of this, then your free speech rights were under attack. And corporate America joined in as well and disallowed discussion of the Wuhan Institute of Virology and the vaccines, and of course they uh, trampled free speech rights when it came to uh, questions about the 2020 election um, and uh, mail-out voting and ballot harvesting and ballot box stuffing and uh, the blue surgical gloves and the people going from ballot box to ballot box stuffing them in the middle of the night in parking lots. Uh, no discussion of that. And that infected corporate America and even major American media corporations were negatively affected by that because free speech is under assault in the United States of America. Now, I'm happy to say that a, a lawsuit was initiated 
by Republican attorneys general from various states across the country. And the case eventually went to the Supreme, uh, excuse me, to a federal court. Hasn't gone to the Supreme Court, uh, but it may end up there. And uh, these Republican attorneys general, thankfully, uh, forced the case into the courts where a federal judge ruled that the federal government, the Biden administration, was censoring free speech and disallowed the federal government from colluding with and conspiring with social media platforms and these billionaire information oligarchs. Again, fascism, according to Benito Mussolini, is a merger of state and corporate power. And that's what we've been witnessing. I've been pointing to it for quite some time now. Thank you very much. Uh, and, and so I have audio for you today as well of uh, Andrew Bailey, who is the attorney general for the state of Missouri and one of the plaintiffs in the case. Um, and he was also on the television at uh, 5 a.m. this morning with Dr. Marty McCary. So I want to uh, share his response because this guy, I got to tell you, I thought he was great uh, this morning at 5 a.m. when I was uh, watching him. And I gotta get, I've got mailbag today. And uh, one of the mailbag questions is about my morning routine. This is kind of about my morning routine, too. So uh, this is this is big stuff, big stuff. Here is uh, Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey. Because this is about defending the Constitution and because the judge has found that we're likely to succeed on the merits of establishing that the Biden White House, the Department of Justice, and other federal agencies violated the First Amendment, we feel very confident in our legal position and we're going to keep fighting to protect the Constitution. As the doctor pointed out, so much of the speech that was suppressed actually turned out to be true. So it's protected speech, it was truthful speech, and the government had no business suppressing it. Imagine that. How, uh, how about that? Now, um... The government had no business suppressing speech. We have to actually have this discussion in the 21st century in the United States of America because that alone should be shocking and alarming and appalling to any normal American. And, uh, you know, at the Chris Plant store, we have Remember Normal T-shirts and Remember Normal coffee mugs and all kinds of great Remember Normal stuff. Now, the Missouri Attorney General... Andrew Bailey obtains court order blocking the Biden administration from violating the First Amendment. Really? We had to do that? And the answer is yes, we had to do that. And if we had a news media that stood up for the First Amendment, it wouldn't have had to go to court. But, a, you know, the Louisiana attorney general joined in, and uh, there were others as well. And a federal judge appointed by Donald Trump, who still supports the Constitution— and the Bill of Rights backed us up, Americans, in this case and ordered that the federal government has to cease and desist their corrupt collusion to trample our free speech rights because the Democratic Party isn't. Andrew Bailey this morning in the 5 a.m. hour. Well, I think we need to erect a wall of separation between tech and state to protect Americans' First Amendment rights from President Biden and his army of federal bureaucrats who seek to undermine free speech in the United States of America. And that wall began being erected on July 4th when the judge laid the first brick by issuing this preliminary injunction. We're now going to get to the merits of the case, continue doing discovery, receive more documents, conduct more depositions, and root out this vast censorship enterprise that President Biden has constructed that's in a relationship both coercion and collusion with big tech social media. 
Now, the judge in this case is, of course, being attacked by the left and praised by normal people who remember normal and know what America is and what our Bill of Rights means and what the Constitution is. Judge praised for stunning July 4th rebuke of Biden administration on big tech censorship. Federal judge says White House likely violated First Amendment during COVID-19 pandemic. And there were a whole lot of issues aside from the COVID-19 pandemic having to do with uh, uh, the the election of 2020 and and a whole lot of other things. So uh, U.S. District Judge Terry Doughty, excuse me, Doughty, there is no R, D-O-U-G-H-T-Y, Doughty, ordered an injunction on Independence Day, the 4th of July in America, to prevent White House officials, and you just heard Jen Psaki saying they were doing it. We played the audio for you. Preventing White House officials and federal agencies from meeting with tech companies about social media, social media censorship, arguing past actions likely violated the Constitution. Isn't that amazing? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Uh, just extraordinary. And he used the words Orwellian, dystopian, and uh, other key words having to do with totalitarianism and the 20th century. Just uh, just remarkable stuff. Uh, Andrew Bailey, the Attorney General of Missouri. This has never been about truth. It's always been about power for the White House. We know it emanates from the very top levels of the White House. Uh, we know that from discovery we've received where communications specialists at the digital office of the White House uh, have said that it's coming from the very top levels. And so what we've got to do is continue to erect that wall of separation between tech and state at the recent hearing on May 26, the Department of Justice refused to commit to acknowledging that it would be a violation of the First Amendment to suppress an American citizen's right to question election integrity. We can't even debate it on social media without Biden interfering. And the remedy for disfavored speech in this country has always been counter speech, not government censorship. The whole point of the First Amendment is to invite dissent and discussion so we can come to consensus by by free, fair and open debate uninhibited from government interference. Precisely right. And, uh, you know, the left is not liberal. The left is illiberal. Americans believe in a liberal democracy. That doesn't make you, you know, a liberal who's pro-death and, um, you know, pro-riot uh, against the police and stuff. But the Democrats, that's where the Democrats are. Um, more stuff. And the mailbag. I have the mailbag coming up uh, very shortly as well. You know, as you plan for your financial future, it's very important to set yourself up for success, of course. That's the the whole point. And if, you, if you've got a high credit score, you've got more power than you might think. Right now, now is the time to leverage that great credit score to consolidate your debt as interest rates may continue to rise, probably will. Pay off your credit cards faster with a low fixed rate loan from Lightstream. A credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream can help you pay off your credit card debts, lock in a low fixed interest rate too. Their rates start at 8.99% APR with auto pay and your excellent credit. You know what your credit card companies are charging. You know what interest rates they use. Look at your bill. You can get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000. Absolutely no fees for you because you hang with me. And you can even get your money as soon as the day that you apply. Just for my listeners, that's you. Apply right now. Get a special additional interest rate discount and save even more of your hard-earned money. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com plant. 
That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M.com slash P-L-A-N-T-E. I've got an extra E. Nobody knows why. Subject to good credit approval, rates range from 8.99% APR to 24.99% APR and include a 0.5% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires your excellent credit terms and conditions. Block offers a subject change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash plant for more information. Yeah, I can't, uh, you know, it's awful that we have to debate free speech and government censorship and collusion between, you know, the merger between state and corporate power. See Benito Mussolini. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear, around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Strange Brew. All right, let's uh, let's go to a telephone call, Michael. Let's do that. Talk to the nice people. We have the mailbag coming up. Uh, questions from you, our beloved listeners. They're about me and my best girl, largely. Uh, but uh, we'll get to that. Let's go to Holly calling from beautiful Arkansas. Holly, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hi, hello. Hello, Holly. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good. I'm calling about the Remember Normal shirt. Uh-huh. Um, I'd like to get one. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have Al Gore's you have Al Gore's amazing internet there? Oh, of course. I <laughs> Of course. <laughs> Well, you're going to have to go to the Chris Plant store. you got to go to the Chris Plant store. Oh, I know it. Um, I know that. And, I just wanted to speak to you. Well, that's that's good enough for me then. Uh, yeah, the, <laughs> the Chris Plant store has the, has the good stuff. Is uh, everything beautiful in Arkansas? Are there normal people it's, there still? They're, uh, well, sort of, kind of. Kind of, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, you know that's uh, Arkansas is, is the canary in the coal mine uh, in the coal mine. If it if it gets too crazy there, you know then it's all over. Chris, you did send us Bill Clinton, didn't you? We just talked to Holly from uh, calling from Arkansas. Seems very happy. Happy people. People call from New York, you know, the city, very often not happy. A lot of Democrats there. You know how they can be. And I hope to get a little, uh, you know, media love censorship, uh, 
stuff in. But I want to get to the mailbag. I want to get to the mailbag because uh, it's important, and I'm I'm still working on being better at uh, at that. You know, I um, and also I was away for a week and on the, our annual sea cruise, right? Spain and Morocco and Portugal, and uh, I'm not sure. I'm sure if you can find our new sea cruise, our next year's sea cruise, on uh, the website yet. But if you can't yet, it'll be coming up uh, soon. It's already you can already sign up for it. We start in Holland, Amsterdam. It's a city in uh, it's a city in Holland. It's up there. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's up there. And then we go. What is it? I haven't even looked at it. The thing. Then we go to Ireland and Scotland and Wales and uh, merry old England and uh, end up in London, right? Uh, mostly English-speaking places, allegedly. And they have beer at all those all those ports. They have uh, beer, so that's a that's a that's a good one too. All right, now let me get to the mailbag. Enough about me. Let's get to me. Sound like so many other talk show hosts, right? Hey, wait. Now more about me. You know. I don't really do a lot of that. That's what, I was kind of slow to the mailbag thing. But here we go. Here we go. Uh, let's go to uh, the mailbag. Chuck Todd's goatee. Chuck, Chuck Todd's goatee uh, weighs in with this question. How long until MSNBC, an MSNBC expert, suggests that the cocaine was planted, you know, in the White House, to frame Hunter Biden? That's the query. That's the question there. How long until an MSNBC expert suggests that the cocaine was planted to frame Hunter Biden. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that hadn't already happened on MSDNC, but so few people watch DNC TV that that it's uh, possible that it went by unnoticed because there it would be entirely unremarkable to suggest a wild-eyed, lunatic, conspiratorial thing like that because that's where they are. And I should add also that earlier in today's program, it was hour number one, correct? Hour number one. Mike the Lib called in. Mike the Lib. And he's a Lib, as his uh, pronouns would uh, suggest. Mike the Lib, he suggested that, you know, and because I was like, well, it's Hunter. And, and here's the thing. I, I, I said it a few minutes ago, but I'll say it again. Hunter was at Camp David on Sunday. He went there on Friday with his father, who is amazingly the president of the United States. They flew there on Marine One helicopters, you know. And um, so Hunter wasn't, and stuff doesn't sit around on the floor at the White House day after day. So whoever dropped their cocaine, oh, uh, also a caller earlier had a question that I never, I never got to the caller. How much cocaine was there? How much cocaine was there? And, and they say it was like a little one-inch by one-inch Ziploc bag, according to reports. And some people who are trying to be, you know, urban hip say, oh, it's a dime bag, a dime bag, um, a little one inch, one inch, uh, one inch by one inch Ziploc bag. So that's a small amount of cocaine. Hunter Biden would go through it in about 90 seconds, about 90 seconds, a very small amount of cocaine. Just dump it out on the mirror on a glass table, uh, chop it up with your credit card, roll, you know, take out your uh, Chinese million one bill and um, and uh, snort away. A very small amount of cocaine. Small, it's not like it's a quantity of cocaine. Little personal amount thing. So, uh, and, uh, but Mike the Lib, I think he pretty much suggested that it was planted. He, did he use the word planted, Michael? He used the word planted, didn't he? Yep. That it was planted. Yeah? And Kevin's nodding too. He said, yeah, planted. He used the word planted. Because poor, poor Hunter, he's the victim. He's the victim here. 
except, uh, you know, with the Chinese thing and the Ukrainian thing and the, the Russian, the Russian hookers and the, uh, the laptop. Um, he's the victim. Yeah, but Mike the Lib pretty much suggested, he wasn't on MSDNC, but he suggested it right here. The anchor on News Nation asked whether it could have been planted um, to uh, set up to frame Hunter Biden. Is that which? Does it sound like this was planted? I mean, law enforcement sources say it's very unlikely whoever was responsible for leaving it there because of the high amount of traffic, because of the high number of visitors in this particular area. It's likely they're going to find this person. But to a little baggie of cocaine, really, was that intentional, do you think? Could have been intentional. It could be because people are being mean to Hunter Biden. That makes a lot of sense. But okay. Yeah, so Chuck Todd's goatee. Uh, perfectly good question. A valid, an entirely valid question. And Mike the Lib suggested, and News Nation, which has no particular identity of any kind. I think they hired Cuomo, didn't they? Fredo, they hired Fredo Cuomo uh, to do a TV show on there. All right, Doc Vienna. Doc Vienna, Doc Vienna sent in the question. Will Secret Service polygraph members of the press to identify the person who left cocaine in the White House? No. No, no they won't. Uh, first of all, they're already declaring, oh, we may never find out who left the cocaine here. We couldn't possibly check all the video cameras and see if we can see something dropping out of somebody's pocket. I was texting with my friend Jeff, and I suggested this last night at Newsmax, too. How does this happen? A little one-inch-by-one-inch Ziploc bag with cocaine end up on the floor in the White House. Well, somebody with a one-inch-by-one-inch bag of cocaine in their pocket reaches into their pocket when they're putting cell phones away in a locker or something. And so you got your little bag of cocaine in your pocket, and you reach and you pull your cell phone out, um, and it falls out with your cell phone. You'd think you'd notice it. It'd flutter down a little bit. It'd make a sound when it hits the ground. Um, you'd think you'd notice things like that. But will they polygraph members of the press? I would bet uh, my next two paychecks that that will never happen. That will just never, ever happen. Um, that's not going to happen. They'll have, uh, I assume they've already reviewed the video. How hard is that, right? It's, uh, you know what they call those doorbell cams, you know? Yeah, like a ring doorbell cam. You know, you can review the video like this, like this, you know. I'm, I'm going like this with my thumb and my uh, hand. And uh, um, it's, it's another one of those things. It's like I bet most people know who leaked the Supreme Court thing that led to the mad assassin showing up at Brett Kavanaugh's home, planning on murdering three Supreme Court justices and led to all the protests at the homes and the terroristic threats and the death threats and all that stuff. I'll bet they know who that is. But we live in a very stupid time in a very corrupt town, Washington, D.C. So we got, uh, we got that. No, they it's, won't. Uh, there's a canopy right there. It comes in off canopy. the street. And then you go in there. There's a bunch of cubbies where you put your phones. If you're going to one of those restricted areas where you can't carry a phone, uh, like the Situation Room or somewhere else, uh, where people can put other belongings uh, and it was found right by where those cubbies are. So that could be a staffer. That could be a member of the press who was there for a specific interview with someone on that side of the West Wing. John Miller, former law enforcement person on CNN, 
He used to be with ABC, and before that he was with another network, and he goes from network to network uh, giving his opinion on law enforcement things, and seems like a perfectly nice man. Member of the press, see, and see, since Doc Vienna. I hadn't even seen that. Michael just found that right now. Responding to Doc Vienna's mailbag question. Well, they polygraph members of the press. So uh, could be a member of the press, could be, you know, a staffer. Um, members of the press. You know, you work at the White House, you work long days. You might need a little boost every now and then, a little bump, a little something to get you going for another couple hours. Your uh, Red Bull or your Jolt, Jolt Cola uh, may not do it. All right, uh, let's go to... Uh, Let's go to uh, uh, Brady Hancock. Brady Hancock question. What's your morning routine besides reading the always and forever racist Washington Post and laughing with your best girl? Well, that's a fair question. I get up uh, this morning, for example. I, um, I woke up at, uh, I kind of woke up at about 4.30 and I was uh, wrestling, but mostly I was just thinking and stuff. And then uh, I don't want to leave the room, the bedroom. I share a bedroom with my wife, with my uh, bride, and we sleep in the same bed. I hope that doesn't shock anyone. And and um, and I kind of laid there thinking about stuff because I didn't want I didn't want to leave, go to the living room, and then have the alarm go off while my best girl is sleeping. Right. So uh, I kind of hung out until just thinking and a thinking because I've always got a lot of stuff to think about. And um, and I was thinking and thinking, and the alarm went off at uh, five forty-five. And my best girl was still sleeping. And I actually hit the snooze alarm. I hit the snooze alarm uh, for adi- an additional 10 minutes of uh, stuff, right? Which I don't normally do. I almost never do that. But it's kind of funny. A couple of days ago, my best girl and I had a discussion about how the alarm works because it usually I have it very quiet and it usually doesn't wake her up. Uh, but I had to show her, like, you know, not to tap it twice to have no uh, snooze alarm. Tap it only once. It uh, snoozes for 10 minutes, right? So I stayed uh, this morning to demonstrate that, to demonstrate that. And, um, and we always, uh, you know, I don't want to get all, uh, but last thing we do before we go to sleep at night is uh, we uh, kiss, a little kiss. And then uh, in the morning, uh, pretty much uh, the same thing all over again. Hey, good morning, and we're happy, good morning, and a big smile, and we're, and we're happy. And, stuff. and uh, then uh, I, I go out to the living room. My best girl typically comes out to the, uh, to the living room, too. And I grab the Washington Post at the front door, come in and I leave and I leave through the Washington Post. And I do generally pretty quick work of it. My best girl's making coffee. I don't drink coffee. I usually get a bottle of club soda, bubbly water, like grocery store, a liter bottle out of the fridge. And I start drinking that stuff in the morning. And my best girl, um, kind of the routine is kind of this. She starts whipping up some uh, food. She whips up some food. She... Um, might bowl a couple of eggs, put a couple of eggs in the bowling pot, right? And make a couple of uh, boiled eggs. I don't know if they're soft boiled or hard boiled, kind of in between. I don't know how many minutes. Uh, I'm, you know, I don't ask. I leave her to her own devices. And makes uh, two uh, hard boiled eggs and, and uh, you know, uh, takes them out. And then sometimes I'll bowl a Cheerios, or a Cheerios or I'll have a bowl of, um, uh, what do you call, a raisin bran, raisin bran. And I have a banana today. My best girl brought me a banana and a glass of orange juice and then went back and she made, what are those things called? Uh, she made egg things, whipped them up and chopped up vegetables and stuff. Is it frittatas? Frittatas? She made uh, four uh, egg vegetable frittatas this morning, uh, whipped them up and put them in the oven and cooked them up and brought them out to where we hang out in the living room. I had already eaten my banana 
and uh, my uh, now I have I have the big screen TV on right. I got the the jumbotron uh, in the living room, and I've already leafed through the Washington Post. But I leaf through and I circle a couple of things, and uh, then my best girl sits down and she really reads through the articles more than I do. I take a look to see what they're covering in the headlines, and if one grabs me, I go I go through it a little more. Um, and they, you know, look at their anti-Republican daily political cartoon on the editorial page and, and stuff. And I have a, um, a, uh, an atlas, a, uh, you know, a big book, like two feet by a foot, an atlas that I use as a writing tablet, writing tablet. And I whip out a page of uh, printer paper. I put it on the, on the atlas and I start writing notes. I start writing notes and I take time codes of sound bites uh, from Newsmax, from Fox News, occasionally from CNN and MSNBC. I'm watching less of them um, and playing less of them, uh, really. And I and I do my and I do my and I collect and I'm uh, texting with Michael Piercy in the morning. And then when it gets uh, close for me to time to uh, be you know for time to go, I I send Michael in uh, text form. I used to do emails. Now I do text of uh, sound bites that I'd like for today's show with the time codes and the networks and the shows pulled from Newsmax today, pulled from Fox News today, uh, the audio, and I send off the text message for Michael, usually when he says, I've arrived at the station, and I do that. And then uh, and then, and only then, I go and I shower, because I, I, I like to do that every day. West, I don't work for the New York Times. I engage in standard Western grooming habits. Uh, and that's not that doesn't mean, you know, kids, like with Democrats and grooming and all that stuff. So I got that. And then I uh, hop in my car and I drive to the radio station. I come in um, and uh, Michael and I uh, meet and Bill Hess, the program director uh, here at the WMAL. And we sit down and do a little powwow and then come into the studio and uh, whoop, whoop, we get going. Know what I'm talking about? Um, so that's that's my morning routine. News, uh, Washington, and I've got my iPad. I left my iPad. I got, and I'm combing through all the news stories. And once I latch onto a story, I don't go to specific news organizations. I search by the story, right? And uh, and I and a broad uh, range of outlets. Uh, give me that, uh, Connor Owens. Connor Owens, what does your typical weekend look like for you and your best girl? For you and your best girl. Well, we have a great time. It, uh, like with a lot of people, it starts on Friday evening. Friday evening, and uh, and we like to go out. We like to go out um, to places. We like to go out with other people. Uh, friends are available. We like to go to restaurants. Um, generally, we like a lot of neighborhood places. And um, on a Friday night, and you know, uh, my best girl has maybe a couple of glasses of wine. I have a couple of beers. I said since the Bud Light debacle, I'm, I'm drinking a lot less beer uh, than I used to, which is fine. And and my best girl, uh, you know, I mean, I'm gathering news on weekends still, but we like to hike around the city. We like to uh, go out and meet up with uh, people. Um, and, and as long as the weather allows, we like to be at outdoor places, you know, restaurants and uh, sports bars and things, roof decks and patios. And um, and we uh, we hike and we call it hiking, really just walking around the city, but, but we do miles. And uh, also, more and more on, because my schedule is busier than it used to be now that I'm doing the Newsmax show, I have to do uh, errands and things, you know, which I used to be able to do during the week more easily. Now my weekends uh, are busier than they used to be. 
because my weekdays are busier than they used to be. But, um, you know, we always have a great time. My best girl works uh, also, and uh, she's busy on weekends too. Uh, but we spend a lot of time together very happily and uh, laugh a lot, have a great time, hang out together, kick around the city, hike the CNO Canal, go down to the river, go to the mall. We do stuff, you know, do stuff. So that could be a staffer. That could be a member of the press who was there for a specific interview with someone on that side of the West Wing. Now, that was uh, former law enforcement official John Miller. I played the audio for you a few minutes ago. He was on last night on CNN with Jake Tapper, a former Democrat Capitol Hill staffer who once dated Monica Lewinsky, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, and uh, John Miller said, yeah, it could be a member of the press. Well, I have in the interim been contacted by a longtime member of the White House press corps, um, whom I know personally, and uh, my my source tells me the press never uses that door, never uses that entrance, never goes through there. That is not a press thing. Now, John Miller with Jake Tapper, a, a certified member of the Democrat Party, um, it, 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 what John Miller said serves to muddy the waters, right, to mix things up. No, it wasn't a member of the White House staff. It could have been a member of the press. It could have been anybody. No. Okay. According to my White House press source, very reliable, uh, longtime professional. Uh, no, no, the press never uses that door. The press never uses that entrance. So that didn't happen. That narrows it down further to the White House staff and whoever else, but would eliminate the press. John Miller suggested it could be the press. Everybody thinks of the press being a bunch of, you know, drug heads and, uh, you know, coke heads, drug users and and stuff. And uh, boy, I've got stories I could tell that go on and on and on, but, uh, but never mind that right now. So I just wanted to share that um, clarification, that clarification. That's, uh, that's what we got. All right. Uh, well, we got to a lot of stuff today. We didn't get to everything, though. So I'm going to have to come back tomorrow with, uh, with more because there's always more. Boy, is there always more. And uh, don't forget to uh, join me at 9 p.m. Eastern on Newsmax tonight. Had a couple of our callers today talk about it, too. I'll see you at 9. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together... It's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B L E A V on YouTube or wherever you listen.